You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with radio talk show host Dan Gilman, Cindy Gilman's son. So listen, participate, be inspired, know that you can discover your potential. Here is Dan Gilman. Hi, welcome everyone. Uh, and I'm speaking with Mary Terhune. And we're here and discover your potential. Mary, it's it's quite wonderful to have you back again for, for part two. I'm really excited to hear your connection with homeopathic medicine. How did your uh, spiritual awakening really kind of inform you uh, of homeopathic medicine? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Dan. This is a... Oh, my pleasure. This is something I'm very happy to talk about. Um, you know, my spiritual awakening began in 1984, and it, and it began in a, two parts, actually. The first part in having my kundalini spiritual energy awakened by the spiritual master, Jesus, who visited me during a life crisis in the form of light, informing seven revelations to me. And I've, of course, written about it in my book, um, Out of the Blue. And as you know from the other parts that you've listened to, um, I regain the rights of this book now. Um, and so it may or may not be available on Amazon. I think it still is, but at any rate, I hope to do more with it and maybe in a documentary. But um, at any rate, my spiritual awakening began in 1984 during a, a crisis. And uh, when the spiritual uh, teacher Jesus entered my living room in the form of light speaking seven revelations, and one of them was, was on disease. And he said, now do you see that, you know, where, what disease is all about, and that really begins in an energetic way, and then it affects the physical. Um, then I met in real life uh, another powerful uh, spiritual teacher, a monk, a woman, who uh, awakened uh, my spiritual connection even more deeply. And the, the whole Kundalini opened up, went up, to the top of my head opened up and I experienced myself as I am Brahman and all this is my creation. In other words, Brahman is this ultimate field of spiritual energy. And I heard the message here is your divinity, the divinity that belongs to all mankind. Your soul wants full expression now. This is the presence, this is the living presence. This is living, this is real. So needless to say, uh, my whole mindset in everything was changed uh, back in the 80s. It began then and it completely altered the way I looked at myself in the world and in everything. And um, this was all spontaneous. Before that, I knew nothing of spiritual paths or meditation or any, any of that. Kundalini, I never heard of it. So needless to say, this changed my worldview completely. And as you know, I was a retired RN. I was still working at Beth Israel at the time in research administration, so I was still connected with that world. At the same time, I was also opening up to alternative healing from my own healings, and I became a massage therapist. I was in my last year at massage school. That led me into, um, into Reiki, and I became a Reiki master. Um, and then like, you know, life went on, and I kept unfolding spiritually and having amazing experiences. One of the other one was my experience of my own death, um, realizing that you can't die, you just go on and that you really are this spiritual energy that's housed in this physical body. 
and that informs this physical body and gives life to all the cells. And of course, when I had that first spiritual opening and uh, I saw the packets of light surrounding everything, the trees, everything, so that this photonic energy or this divine energy is of light, which is, has created everything. Um, and so I, was, I spent many years trying to integrate all of this, trying to understand all of this inside myself and apply it in my own life and the way I treated myself and the way I treated others. So fast forward 14 years later in 1998, I experienced another crisis. This time it was a health crisis. And I found out that my thyroid was failing. It was Hashimoto's, so an autoimmune. And of course, you know, I was raised and brought up in the mechanic, uh, mechanistic material uh, system of medicine, you know, a pill for every ill. And uh, hmm. so I went to the doctor and I was given Synthroid. It made me extremely ill. And I knew I couldn't go that route. I had to find something else that would help me. And by this time, of course, I knew that whatever was going on with me physically had an emotional, mental component to it. And um, I wanted to understand it. And more than that, I wanted to be cured. I, I didn't want, because I, I couldn't take drugs. They just did not suit me at all. Um, and so I said a prayer, actually. I, I actually prayed to my, to my spiritual teacher. And I said, I, I know you can help me I need to find someone who can help me understand what this is about. And more than that, I want to be cured. So the very next day I went to work and I mentioned this to a colleague of mine and she turned around with a flyer in her hand that said homeopathy, the gentle mind, body medicine, mind, body medicine. Wait a minute. Yes, this is for me. And so I immediately called the practitioner who happens to be a registered nurse and a, homeopath, and a homeopath. And I called her up and made an appointment. And she said, first, what I want you to do is fill out a timeline for me of all your never well since events from the time in utero until now. And I thought, well, this is very curious. I've never had a health professional ask me to do that. Never well since events. Okay. And so, um, I asked, my mother was living at the time. So I said to my mother, oh, I filled out the timeline. And then eventually I got, I asked my mother. And what I noticed in this timeline is I had all these grief events surrounding relationships. And it so impacted me that I saw the, there was this link. And uh, it was actually quite emotional and quite healing. And when I asked my mother, I said, mom, you know, when you were pregnant with me, did anything happen, you know? during that pregnancy as well, she said the, the biggest thing that happened was that when I was eight months pregnant with you, my mother died and it impacted me greatly. I was in deep grief because my mother was my best friend and I really leaned on her for everything. So that grief, that deep grief was sort of set in my, in my whole energetic field and when I was born, I was born carrying that grief over the death of her mother. Mm. Uh, and when I looked at 
my timeline, all the big never well since events all revolved around the loss of relationships, unsatisfying relationships, broken relationships. And so, um, and when I was interviewed by the, uh, the homeopath, the nurse, one of the other questions was, what do people complain about in you? <laughs> and mm. so I thought, well, that is unusual. I've never had anyone ask me that. And so I was so taken in with the interview and uh, just the, the, whole, the whole different approach to looking at your never well since events in your life as these traumas that have been held in your system energetically and never resolved. And that's why they kept being repeated. They get repeated until they're resolved. And it may come out in different ways, but it's the same story, you know? Right. So she gave me a remedy. It was in a bottle in water. And I remember standing at the kitchen sink and I put the teaspoon of the remedy in my mouth. And as soon as that happened, my whole energy field went out into the cosmos into this into this uh where it was completely black with some and the energy of it was so powerful mm. and immediately i saw this little this little star twinkling and i realized oh that's the energy that's stuck that's mm. my stuck energy and then i saw this other little star exact the almost similar very exact match come to green and i go oh that's the remedy mm. and when they met boom they exploded and i went back into my body no. and i and in that moment i understood how homeopathy worked could we could we explain uh, go uh, just harken back can we explain yeah. to the audience what homeopathic remedy or medicine is because right. some people might not know right what homeopathic is. Well, homeopathy, homeopathic medicine was once part of our medical system, and I'm going to go into that. And okay. I didn't know that. I had no idea that homeopathy was once part of our medical system, and it was becoming so popular in the United States. Hmm. So I'm going to, I will go into that. But before I go into that, I want to, I will explain. So in homeopathic medicine, the basic premise is that like cures like. In other words. There's a remedy in nature that mimics the mental emotional state of a human. Mm. Or, the, or you can also say this physical symptoms, mental, emotional, and physical. And if and and these remedies are are um, manufactured with high dilutions so that there's no more of the molecule of the plant or mineral. Or animal substance in it, but it's just the energetic information data on a consciousness level. And plants and minerals are, are alive. They have consciousness. They have, they're, they're living. And it, with homeopathic remedies, the way they are created is that there's there's nothing added to it. It's 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 basically a high dilution, so that re, it removes the poisonous effects on the material level of a plant or a mineral and leaves behind its ability and its healing properties that interacts with your consciousness. So consciousness heals consciousness. And so they, if, if so, it's a matter of similarities. And you ha we have an innate law within us that already knows this, 
that says like yours like. So it's built into our consciousness. It's part of nature. Therefore, we recognize it within us. And this is all on a bioenergetic level. And the one thing I knew about energy is that all energy is divine. We are divine. So this, so we are evolving from just believing we're this material mechanistic body to reclaiming this divine energy that's really informing and giving life to this physical vehicle, making this appear alive. But what's really the fundamental energy behind it is all consciousness. And we are that omniscience. So we are reclaiming our ability with mother nature to know how to heal ourselves. And that's the beauty of homeopathic medicine. But like cures like. And these were all done in provings by all the medical doctors um, in the past, certainly, and, and it still continues. Uh, so homeopathy is is beyond the material level and now we're dealing with the uh, divine energy really it is the medicine of the people so i want to go back to my own case because i like to apply it make it very clear of how that worked in in me so that you can see it and i'm going to talk about these um about about some of my friends uh and uh, a family who who uh I helped with this and kind of and some amusing things that happened with it and amazing things too. So when I took this remedy and I, I saw that, I understood how it worked. Oh my God, it works on a level of consciousness and it works with the divine consciousness. Of course, what else is there? We are energy, you know, we're complete energy. And so, and it doesn't have side effects and these remedies never expire because they're living. There are no side effects with it because uh, because of the high dilution and the way they are created. They don't have anything added into them. They're just pure. And your system recognizes it because it's based on the law, the innate law of like cures like. And things are resolved into harmony on an energetic level. Hmm. Because things that are in disharmony end up happening on an energetic level and then appearing physically. That of course is assuming nothing is causing this problem by being injected into you or you taking drugs and things like that. I'm talking purely now on this mental emotional level and how it can affect you. So in my case, the remedy, and by the way, I also want to say is this is a educational uh, information I'm giving you and it's not meant uh, as a treatment for anything. If you you need to see a healthcare professional if you wanna if you want to use homeopathy. So uh, this is just for educational purposes and my own story and how it affected me. And if you find it helpful, you know, then you know you uh, uh, need to look into it yourself. But so this is for educational purposes only. So uh, the remedy that was given to me is Nat Muir, and Nat Muir is made from table salt. Now, this is highly diluted, right? And so it only the, inf the information is on an energetic level. And my grief was on, is on an energetic level. You, don't, you can't cut someone open and see grief. 
you know, it exi- where does it exist? It exists on this energetic level. So that's what PTSD is all about. It's still there. It's it's still happening. The event, the actual physical event may have passed, but the ener- energy of it where it really got stuck was on this energetic level. And it has to be, that energetic level has to be freed up in order for harmony to be restored within your being. So Nat Muir's table salt, and one of the, things about table salt, of course, table salt has to do with, you know, when you cry, you salty tears, right? Mm -hmm. And so this grief that had been layered on me in utero got replayed until finally it got addressed. Do you see that? It got addressed by this remedy. And one of, and every You could say that a lot of people are run by certain. So in other words, grief was running me my whole life that I didn't understand. And so when it was finally addressed, it got released like this. And I understood where I was stuck in this grief. And so you can call that a fixed idea. So the fixed idea that I was and every remedy has a fixed idea associated with it because it will affect mental, emotional, and then physical and allow your spiritual nature to really blossom then, right? So it's not so held. So the fixed idea of Nat Muir is this idea that the mother is dead. Mm. It's it's nurturing, right? So what happened with my mother when she was pregnant with with me is her mother died. So she was left with this, the mother is dead. I have lost the nurturing connection. So I carried that through my whole life in these timelines until it finally got addressed. Mm. And when it got addressed, so then what happened afterwards, right? You want to know. So what immediately happened afterwards, I looked into... uh, I wanted to read about this remedy mm-hmm. to see what is the what's the whole what is the other picture of this remedy this emotional mental physical pictures of this remedy. So I got one of the books, Portraits of Homeopathic Medicines, by Catherine Coulter, the Psychophysical Analysis of Selected Constitutional Types. Just an amazing storehouse of information. And so I read about Nat Muir and it was just fascinating. And so I'm reading this book all about Nat Muir, which was a good 20 pages or so. More could be written about it because a lot of people are carrying grief and probably need this remedy. See a healthcare practitioner, first of all, please. Um, Just don't be taking it on your own just so that you're, because it could be a different type of grief. There are many different remedies for different types of grief. So, so, so um, yeah, what you're saying with homeopathic medicine, not only does it work with you physically, internally, but also emotionally and spiritually as well. If it isn't releasing you when you are ill, you don't just feel it physically, you feel mm-hmm. it mentally, emotionally right. and physically. Yeah. 
<coughs> excuse me. So, in order to be well, you have to, all of it has to be addressed. I'm a little dry from talking a lot. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Because <coughs> I spoke the last we can, time. We can take a few minutes if you want, and I can just pause and we can edit. So you can rest I'm your good. voice. Okay. I'm good. So at any rate, so as I'm reading about this remedy, I yeah. just took the remedy, right, back in 1998. And I had this book, so I was reading about it. I was fascinated by it. Um, I, I was laughing out loud because I thought, well, this remedy is describing my mental emotional state so much. Mm. It's as if they knew me. And I thought, wait a minute. This is a state of this is a state of grief that so many experience, and it's not just a personal thing, right. you know. And what happened that night after I, this is during the day I took the remedy that night. I had a dream, and in the dream, I met up with an old relationship, <clears throat> and in the dream I resolved the relationship with this person to harmony. And when I woke up, I thought, well, that's interesting. I haven't dreamt about that person in a long time. And later I found out that that's known as a remedy dream, that things start to get resolved in your life. And then I would have these moments in taking the remedy, because I took the remedy for quite some time, sure. where I, all these memories of past relationships would come up and I would sort of burst into tears and release it. So they finally got released. So all these never well since grief events that happened to my life kept getting released and released and released. Mm. Meanwhile, I was feeling mentally and emotionally better because it was being released. And physically, I was getting better so that my thyroid was beginning to be healed. And of course, this took time because I had this for many years without knowing it. And, you know, gradually until it finally reached a crisis point. Mm -hmm. So that was my opening into homeopathic medicine. Uh, I was so stunned by it and amazed. And it completely changed my mindset from a mechanistic material approach to health to a bioenergetic approach or consciousness-based medicine. Mm -hmm. which is a completely different paradigm, completely different paradigm. And so I called up the, the homeopath, the nurse, and I said, I have to study this. You know, this is very important for humanity. And not only that, for my own health and for my family and friends, I really, I can see why this approach is very important and that we need to have a choice of the type of medicine that we, that we take because I, you know, the chemical stuff just would always be poison to me. Right. And so uh, she said to me, uh, well, you're very fortunate because in three months, one of the world's best authorities on homeopathic medicine, a doctor is going to be coming to Boston in September and is going to be teaching a three-year course. Do you want to join? Uh -huh. I said, yes, I do. So it seems, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so, I mean, that oh, happens yes. spiritually with Jesus and the monk. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And in ways you can't, 
ever predict. I mean, this yes. is everything was all spontaneous for me. Yes. Been powerful and radical in my situation. And yes. so I went to study with a group of about 80 different people from different walks of life. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them were women, by the way, which I found rather interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and a few men, but here was this medical doctor, this man, wonderful homeopathic teacher, brilliant, just brilliant. Dr. Luke DeShepper is his name. He had trained as a neurologist uh, early still, on. Is he still around or? He's still around, uh, but he's he uh, gave up his practice uh, about 10 years ago. He had practiced it for many, many, many years. So he mm. had over 200,000 patients. I mean, he was wow. amazing and a great, great teacher. Uh, I just learned so much from him. Mm. And so, uh, so I went to, uh, I was just amazed. Needless to say, my whole mindset was blown with homeopathic medicine. When I went to class and studied with him for three years, I didn't know that homeopathic medicine was once part of our medical system. Mm. Um, it was in the 1800s that it was brought here, mid 1800s. And um, it immediately started becoming so popular because of the epidemics that were occurring at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that uh, that uh, President Lincoln was a promoter and user of homeopathic medicine. Really? And it was, an, it's interesting, I have a little article here. It says in, in 1862, mm -hmm. Lincoln signed a bill allocating some Civil War military hospitals over to homeopaths because of, their, because of their unparalleled success in treating cholera, yellow fever, diphtheria, and influenza compared to conventional medicine. Wow. And this was in 1862. And so homeopathy really caught on in the United States now because of its um, incredible success. So, uh, and there's a chart that here, homeopathy track records. Whoops, let's see if I can show this in epidemics. And it shows how it was far superior to the material-based approach of conventional mm. medicine. Now, I'm not saying that we're throwing out one for the other. I'm saying we're adding in, back into our system, a preventative and curative system. We're adding it back into our system. Sometimes drugs are necessary. You know, I'm not saying they aren't. And obviously trauma medicine is something that we need and use. I, I've used it, I've needed it in the past. And what I'm saying is we need to reclaim homeopathic medicine back into our medical system. Mm -hmm. It was highly, it was very, very popular. In fact, this incredible book, and I, it's out of print now, but you might be able to get it, is Who is Your Doctor and Why? And it was written by Dr. Alonzo Shodman. And Dr. Shodman was one of the directors mm -hmm. of um, Emerson Hospital. And he was a great surgeon and a great homeopath. And he tells his story there as a homeopath and surgeon. Um, and it's just filled, filled with information and knowledge in his cases and how it worked. And it's 
just a wonderful start. And this is one of many. And there, of course, were many wonderful homeopaths at that time. And um, it became so popular uh, that um, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller family, who owned Standard Oil and had uh, a medical institute, and they were creating synthetic petrochemical drugs using the looking at plant structure, a plant structure, and uh, creating synthetic uh, petrochemical drugs for it, um, because then you could patent it. Unfortunately, these drugs are on a material level, and so therefore they have side effects. They're not highly diluted. So the big difference between the homeopathic medicines and the and and the synthetic petrochemical medicines are the homeopathic medicines are highly diluted, removing harmful side effects upon the body while keeping the potent curative effects through our innate law of like cures like. Because with material drugs, it, it's run by the law of suppression, right? That's why you have to keep taking drugs because it keeps suppressing the situation but not curing it. Mm. And sometimes, you know, but everybody should be able to choose which system they want according to their own interests and desires. So I'm not saying throw out. I'm saying understand the limitations of one and the other and use them accordingly. Mm. So when I broke my foot a number of years ago, I went to the orthopedist, right? But on my way, I took Arnica to help relieve the pain and the swelling. And mm -hmm. I took Symphytum, these are all homeopathic, to help the bone heal. And wow. so I healed very quickly. And of course, I would be x-rayed when I would go back. And he was amazed at how quickly I healed. And I didn't need any, I couldn't, of course, take any material pain drugs because they, they make me very sick. So I used Arnica for the pain and the swelling and Symphytum to help the bone grow back quickly. So you see, it's about when do you use what? You know, having the knowledge base to know when to choose what. Because the homeopathic practitioners there were medical doctors. They were OBGYNs, surgeons, regular, you know, conventional medical doctors who used homeopathy. Right. And you just have to know when to use what, but not to throw it out and completely right. dismiss it, especially when it's so effective sure. in a way um, that doesn't, that helps promote your health and not suppress it, causing chronic problems. And so, right. um, yeah, go ahead. Are they looking, sorry, I didn't mean to interject, but are they looking to actually interject that back into medicine? Or no, they want to completely get rid of it. They want to completely get rid of it. Okay. They want to completely get rid of it so there's no competition. And that's what, uh -huh. you know, Rockefeller, because it was once taught in our medical schools here, right in here in Boston, even, mm. and used in hospitals, used by our doctors. And Rockefeller didn't want the competition. And mm. so he set up a medical board and created the Flexner Report that said, well, you know, we really don't understand the science behind it, so we're going to get rid of it if you want to be accredited hmm. as a hospital. You're going to have to get rid of it. And doctors who are using it, you have to get rid of it too, otherwise we'll take your license away. 
Wow. And anybody who talks about homeopathy, any doctor who talks about homeopathic medicine with another doctor will have their license removed. So that's how they got rid of it. But of course, a medicine like that, which is so amazing and profound, you can never get rid of it. Right. Eventually it will come back, but what they're trying to do is completely get rid of it and making these remedies illegal. They're, right now they're protected in the pharmacopoeia of the FDA. And it was interesting because it, there was a medical doctor and a homeopath, Dr. Copeland at that time in 1938, I think it was, mm -hmm. who made sure that it was they were protected under this law um, mm. in the FDA. But now they're trying to completely dissolve that and, and get rid of your ability to have access to these remedies. Oh, no. And so... Um, but we are evolving, you know, it's part of evolving humanity. We're evolving into understanding ourselves as, as a divine force within that, that in, innervates and informs all the cells in our beings. Because when we leave the body, we take it with us, you know. And, you know, certainly people that had near-death experiences like myself and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of others, or have had just spiritual awakenings within them experiencing this kundalini living energy within us as us not separate from there's not god and us no there's just this divine energy and you can call it god you can call it uh chi you can call it holy spirit you can call it soul you can call it brahman whatever you call it it's one and that's what connects us all globally so at this time where humanity is going through an enormous transformation and that's why the old egoic structure, which says fear based on fear and separation mm -hmm. as individuals is, is dying. I mean, all the structures are just falling apart because they're, they're not working anymore. Why? Because this new energy, as we reclaim our divine energy is on such a different level, uh, that you need to evolve and you need your system of medicine to evolve to it. You need your financial institutions to evolve to it, educational institutions to evolve to it. All of these are evolving and the old structures therefore have will crumble because they can't support, because they, their energy just isn't harmonious with this divinity in within us that right. is uh, becoming self-evident to everyone having experiences. It's just that mine were very uh, radical and, and spontaneous mm. uh, and completely changed my whole view of everything. And so, you know, the other, the way homeopathy helped me is I used to get a lot of colds at mm. that time and uh, with the, that would go into bronchitis. And after uh, using the remedies over time to help prevent, you know, the first inklings of a cold, I would take the remedy. And then if it, if it went any further, I would take a different remedy. So there was arsenicum started up here with the sneezing. And then if it tended to go down into my lungs, then I would take bryonia. Again, please people, see a homeopathic practitioner. This is just educational. This is what happened for me. There are many remedies, other remedies that, that people can take. And so over time that cleared out 
this tendency to this. And so that I no longer got bronchitis. I no longer had colds a lot. And uh, anytime it came around flu season, I would always take a preventative for that. And if I had any bit of those symptoms coming up, because it, remedies don't attack viruses or anything. They work with the symptom picture of the person. So it's the symptom picture that you match to the symptom, your symptom picture to the symptom picture of the particular remedy and like yours like, because that's a built-in law within our system. They recognize it. So it's not the remedy really that is cures you, but rather the acts as a catalyst to ignite this inner law of like cures like, which is wow. built into your system that therefore brings about an inner state of harmony on a mental, emotional, and then physicals change. So the mental, emotionals easily change because they're like consciousness, right? And the physicals is a little denser. So then it has, then it filters down. Hmm. And so, so there I was taking, um, beginning my classes with this brilliant doctor and being so utterly amazed by the teachings. And so we would learn basic remedies for acute situations. And one of the basic remedies is arsenicum album, which is made from arsenic. However, it doesn't exist on the material level. It's so highly diluted that it only exists on an energetic level. And now the poison becomes a curative. You see that? So uh, I had this one, this is kind of amusing story where uh, I was babysitting my grandson and my daughter and her husband was visiting me in Boston and they decided to go out to dinner with some friends. And so I got to babysit and uh, it was about an hour later, uh, I hear my daughter uh, knocking on the door to get in and I run down the stairs and I let her in. She goes, oh my God, I'm so sick. I think I have food poisoning. And I looked at her, she was like purple ashen. I, she looked wow. horrible. And I thought, oh my God, do I need an ambulance? And so she ran up, ran into the bathroom. I went, Arsenicum album, food poisoning. That was one of the earliest remedies. I wonder if it's gonna work. So I took my kit, I had my little home kit, mm -hmm. put some pellets in a little bottle of water, succussed the bottle to enter, you know, to really make it strong. And I opened up the bathroom, I handed it to her and I said, take a tea, take a take a gulp of this. And she took a gulp of it, apparently, and I closed the bathroom door. Five minutes later, she walks out. Her face is, her, her energy is completely restored. She's now pink and glowing in her face. She has no pains anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, it worked, <laughs> you know? Because this is consciousness-based and consciousness can move like that, right? To my shock and amazement, that was like one of my first cases, you know, family cases, that mm -hmm. it worked and she was completely well. I was utterly stunned and then they, they went out and it turns out her friend who had the same meal that she had, she mm -hmm. didn't know about it, she found out later that she was sick for five days with food poisoning. Wow. So, and I can say that every time I've used homeopathic medicine, 
for myself, family, or friends. Mm -hmm. I am always stunned and amazed. It is so elegant and so amazing and so stunning that you can't help but be amazed by it. You know? mm -hmm. uh, I had other cases too. One of them was a friend of mine, and I think I have these in my book actually. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of mine whose cat scratched her on the arm. And I found out, you know, a number of days later about this. I didn't know about it. She didn't tell me about it when it happened. And her, I saw her arm and she called me up. She said, you know, I'm going on my third round of antibiotics mm -hmm. and nothing has changed. Can you help me? So I happened, I went and saw her, looked at her arm and the whole thing was just so incredibly red and inflamed and just looked horrible. Mm. So I gave her a high potency remedy called Letum, Letum Palustra, which is for wounds and cat scratch and dog bites and things like that. Much mm. to my, I mean, I knew it would work, but every time it works, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Mm. And I gave it, I gave her the remedy in water again. I did use the, the water method. And that she took it, and like 15 minutes later, she said, you know, my arm is feeling less hurtful. And then over, within three days, it was, her arm was completely well. And there was no horrible, red, infective looking. It just was so well, it just disappeared. Wow. And so this is, so how is this? If, you, if you're not going after the germ, how is it that this works? Because it right. doesn't, homeopathy doesn't, because we have germs all around us, right? Viruses and everything that lives inside us is part of our ecosystem. We know that thousands and thousands and we interact with them. So it doesn't go after the germ. It goes after the person's reaction to the particular germ. And mm. so it looks at the symptom picture and the reaction is in accordance with your symptom picture. So if you have your symptom picture and you match it, harmony is restored on that level and then the symptoms disappear because now you're brought, your consciousness, this living force that's giving life to you is now in harmony and in control and it creates an inner balance, mind, emotion, body. Mm. So that was another one that was, it's just so stunning to, to yeah. watch it. Even all these years, I'm still yeah, stunned by sounds it. Extraordinary. Sounds extraordinary. It is extraordinary. And this is why it became so popular and this is why it was a threat to Rockefeller. Yeah. Sure. And his his profits and his stockholders, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so but do, if, you, do you yeah. also teach uh, homeopathy or? I, I or you know, when I when I started out, mm -hmm. I knew that I that now I was uh, 58 by the time I finished up the formal classes, but then went on to take advanced classes. And mm -hmm. I just I didn't have the the finances or the physical ability to start a whole new practice at that age because it, homeopathic practice takes takes a lot. When sure. you take a case, you're sitting with someone for a good hour, right. having them tell you their story. Because when someone tells you their story, they will tell you the remedy that they need and also with that timeline. And that's how it works. The person tells you through their story, the remedy they need, you don't mm -hmm. tell them. Right. That's a complete opposite <laughs> from what we've been taught, right? Sure. And that's like when I told my story on the timeline and then to the nurse, 
she listened very intently to the words I was using, my intonations, the things that were important to me. Because one of the things she said was, what was the worst thing that ever happened to you in your life? Hmm. I said, my mother left when I was 11. That was the worst thing that ever happened to me. So you see how that was all tied in? Sure, yes. It all makes sense. It has to make sense. Hmm. Just go back. You can tie a lot of these things back into childhood where it all began because they were never addressed because people didn't know how to address it. Sure. Unless you have other things intervening, you know, like injections or this or that. I never well since that injection, never well since that drug, never well since that car accident, never well since my, you know, whatever happened yes. to you in your life. There's so many things that happens to us in our lives. Never well since I got a divorce, you know, all those things. Uh, yeah. So when you look at it that way, it's it's so it's so different, and so I'll use myself again as an example. I, you know, I had a virus about a year and a half ago, and which is very rare for me, hardly ever get that. And uh, so I matched my symptoms, which were extreme exhaustion, chills, low fever. I was nauseous. I'm never never affected like that. And just mm. completely debilitated. My, I couldn't even open my eyes. I, all I could do is lay in bed. And so I matched the symptom picture, which is gelsemium. Mm. So I took gelsemium and immediately I started feeling better. Mentally, emotionally, my energy wasn't so exhausted. And about mm. after four days of, you know, just proper rest and taking care of myself and eating lightly, drinking a lot of fluids, I was completely well and all the symptoms went away. Wow. So there was no need. So it doesn't go after germs. It goes after the, what is the system reacting to? And how are you reacting to it in your symptom picture, which tells you the remedy that you need. Right. And again, if people, want, if people want to you know, look into this, find yourself a skilled homeopathic practitioner. So yeah, at the, that nice. time, you know, that's very important to do that because then you can learn how to take care of yourself with these acute events. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching, I decided to teach uh, classes at a local, a natural market and provided homeopathic remedies as well. And mm -hmm. I would, the people who came to my class were mainly women who were interested in, because they, 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 drugs didn't work for them or they didn't want to give drugs to their children. And, and so I would, t I would teach these basic little remedies like for, you know, flu symptoms or the beginnings of colds or um, bee stings or head bumps or dog bites and things like that. Mm. And so I would teach these classes and I did that for about five years. Wow. Uh, I only charged a minimal fee at that time. And um, it was very heartwarming because it was in a small town when I would go walking on the, one of the walking paths, I would be stopped by some of the women who were in that class thanking me mm. for teaching them and how well these remedies have worked in their family and for their children uh, in the prevention of flus or colds or treatments and, and also the cure of them, of course, and um, how the, it's really helped them. Mm. Then I had another funny experience with, my, uh, with one of my relatives, uh, there, she had learned homeopathy from me and I gave her a few magazines to read. And um, 
And so I got a phone call from her and she goes, Aunt Mary, it really worked. And I go, well, what? And she goes, well, Michael got a bee sting and it was beginning to swell. And I remember on the cover of the homeopathic magazine, it said apis for bee stings. So I, she already had a kit now. And she said, I gave him the apis and it was completely well. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, so there's just little, these little things that make your life on a daily level yes. so much easier for a parent. And you feel empowered as a parent. I can actually do something for my child. I have an immune system. It can work. Right. And giving the power to the people. And that's why I did these classes, you know, for five years. And then once a week at that time, I would come in and volunteer on a, uh, just like on a Tuesday, I would volunteer an hour and I would just sit in the natural market and anybody who wanted to come up and ask me a question about homeopathic medicine and how it might help them. Again, I, you know, I uh, answered their questions and of course sent them to a homeopath for if they needed their case taken or whatever. But for these little acute events that prevent chronic events, that's what you want to do. You want to get these little acute events that prevent chronic events. And you want to catch it right away. And you can get little homeopathic kits, basic kits for yourself to have at home and then learn how to do these things. And of course, I had always envisioned that nurses would be the one who would take up this mantle sure. of homeopathic medicine because you could easily, easily, so easily have these nurses trained so easily. It's nice to have some medical background so you right. know your limitations. There are limitations with everything. And you just have to have the knowledge of what to use when, you know? Mm -hmm. If you get hit by a car, for God's sakes, get yourself to the hospital in an ambulance. And on the way, maybe take some aconite and arnica, aconite for fright and shock, mm. and arnica for the swelling and that sort of thing. But, you know, that's, a, that's using both. And then if you need to have a, a surgery, have it done. But you have to have, you need to have a total system of medicine. Because right now we have half system. Right. How, how, does one, how does one find a good homeopathic practitioner? Like what um, is the... You can go on any of the homeopathic sites mm -hmm. uh, and try to find someone through there. You want to interview them, see if you resonate with them. Um, one of the homeopaths locally here is happens to be still that nurse and homeopath, Bagabadi Lenahan in Cambridge. Bagabadi Lenahan in Cambridge, and she has a website. And so um, she's still active. She's still working. God bless her. Wow, that's great. And even though homeopaths are, you know, you know, she her father was a medical doctor, and so she had a lot of uh, connections with the medical community, and still maintains connections with medical doctors who can see the wisdom of using both of these systems and to know when to use what. And so um, she's one. And then there are others around. You just have to try to find them. Of course, there used to be a lot of medical doctors who practiced homeopathic sure. medicine in the United States and in this area and in hospitals. It was once taught in our medical schools, but now all they teach is um, the mechanical material system of drugs and it's not enough. It's just simply not enough. We need to have a balance in everything. And as humanity is evolving, 
you're evolving into reclaiming this and people. So why now, you know, that's one of the mm. questions I, why is it now become, because people are awakening to this within them and questioning saying, I need to have, you know, I can't, drugs make me sick. What's my other choice? Right. And so we're just awakening, mm -hmm. not only to this divine energy within us, but we are awakening to a system of medicine that interacts with that, with that divine consciousness within right. us. Okay. Because that is the source of creation of the entire world. <laughs> so, and we're talking about powerful, very right. powerful. But again, I'm not talking about getting rid of anything. I'm talking about expanding, expanding yes. things. So we really have true health choice, true health choice. So. Um, and I'm also looking forward to getting the books that you mentioned too. Hmm. And let, I'll tell you another story. I had a, how much time do we have? Do we have enough time? We, We've got we've got a few more minutes before we need to wrap, but I'm I'm hoping that I can have you on again to talk further about this at some point. Yeah, for sure. So I had another incredible uh there there were many, many stories and family and friends, many. Um but this one happened at Wayne's uh uh, uh Divine Love Seminar. And that Friday night that the authors would meet up in the conference room where this mm -hmm. event would happen with Wayne and kind of go over the schedule. So that night I met these other authors and one of them happened to mention that she was suffering from a concussion that she had had two weeks earlier and that the doctors told her, well, it's gonna take months to resolve and take some, you know, Tylenol or whatever. And she said, I did, but it's not helping me and I just don't feel well and I don't know if I can actually give an hour talk on stage. and. When I looked at her, I could see that her eyes were something not right about them. She her she had a headache. So she's in a lot of discomfort. And I said, well, and I'm trained as an RN, but I'm also trained as a homeopath, homeopathic practitioner. And um, I happened to bring a remedy with me that's for concussion, you know. And so when I travel, I usually take certain remedies with me. And for some reason, I felt that you, someone here is going to need this for a concussion. So I packed it uh, with me and, um, and I said, I have it. If it doesn't have side effects, if you want to try it um, after this evening, we'll, we'll go and I'll, I'll give it to you and you can take it yourself and learn how to put it in a bottle of water and then succuss it and take a dose. And I gave her a high potency because it was a strong uh, symptoms that she had. Mm. So I give her this remedy, which happened to be Nat Sulf. Um, I also gave her Arnica, which is uh, good for head bumps and it's a blood absorber. And so I gave her both those, but it was mainly uh, Nat Sulf that was the main remedy. I think I gave her Arnica the next day after I found out how Nat Sulf worked. And so, um, so I give her the remedy <clears throat> we all, meet early the next day for the symposium workshop that was about to begin. And she's walking down the hallway and I see her energy. Her energy is so expanded and all this light coming out of her. And I saw her eyes and I went, oh my God. Mm. She goes, Mary, I'm completely well. I, I feel incredible. 
She goes, I had this amazing dream. I said, what was your dream? Remember I said remedy dream, healing dream? She said, I dreamt that I saw the inside of my head and it was all filled with blood, all filled with blood. And then somehow it just all got absorbed. And I feel incredible. I slept like I've never slept before and I feel so well. And I'm just like, wow, just wow. And of course, uh, then months later, I found out that it also cured her of her insomnia. This grief that she had over the death of her young son, um, that she that was a shock, and she never got over. And it turns out that Nat Sulf also addresses grief, this particular type of grief. And so mm. from then on, she was able to sleep. So you see how immense and broad. We're talking yeah. about these broad spectrum remedies, and so these are the stunning you know, moments in certainly in my life and wishing that I was 30 years old again to be able to have the energy and the financial resources to open up a practice. But I would love to see nurses go, have a little clinic in every little town teaching these little remedies. Just just, te- just begin to teach the acute mm. way and so that you don't have these, you know, acute, acute things happen all the time. It turn into chronic events, which is a problem. Right. So this you see, is so fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so where, Mary, where can people find you actually find information, contact you if they want to reach out to you? They can come to my website, maryterhune.com and reach me there. Um, Cause my email is on there on the website so they can reach me there. Okay. And again, I'm happy to answer questions. If people want to actually set up an appointment with me to talk to me, how, about homeopathy or the spiritual awakening or, you know, both. Um, I don't do cases. I don't take cases, mm-hmm. but I will help you to understand how homeopathy might be able to help you. And then you can go on to find a practitioner who actually has a practice. So I'm happy to do that. I do charge a fee for that. That is part of my work. Sure. But, um, but any of the, you know, me, I have media. You can go and listen to my other videos on my media section. So um, that's wonderful. So I'm just very excited because this is this is we need homeopathy back into our system, and it can help prevent all these issues that we are having at this time, so people don't get so ill. And we need to have a choice, and we and one will benefit the other. One will support the other. They don't have to be fighting with each other. Right. You know, I consider. The sort of the mechanism material level, sort of the masculine principle and the homeopathic medicine, the feminine principle, and they need to work in balance with one another. One is very gentle mind body medicine, and the other one is a little bit more aggressive. And you have to know when to use what, have the intelligence and knowledge, and please reclaim this system back into our healthcare system. We desperately need it. People are going to be calling for it. Our, the whole world is calling for it as we evolve into our spiritual beings. Yes. Well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm, unfortunately, we've run out of time again, okay. but I, I so enjoyed your conversation immensely. And thank you so much for coming on to Discover Your Potential. Thank you. I hope to be back again sometime, Dan. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Okay. This is Cindy Gilman, and you're listening to Discover Your Potential. So until next time, do something nice for yourself.
but do something nice for someone else. Just the only